and I'm going to invite you to put your bulletins aside and receive the good news of God. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him went out to all the surrounding countryside. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read and was handed and given the, roll, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives, sight to the blind, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. They were, they are, a fierce people. Fiercely proud. They're not looking for handouts. They're just looking for a chance, a level playing field in life. They are fiercely loyal to family, to community, to their traditions. They are fiercely independent. We'll mind our business and you mind yours. They are also fiercely mistrustful mistrustful of outsiders, mistrustful of government, especially the big Roman government. These are the Galilean Hill people. They have a mistrust that is born from experience. Outsiders have two reactions to them. They either make fun of them or they discount and ignore them. They are considered backwards, hicks, hillbillies, they have a funny way of talking, a distinctive accent, people think they're crude, simple, good basically for low-wage labor, and not much else. The government, it seems, and outsiders only show up when they want to take something away. The government wants taxes paid they, only, they don't give anything back unless there are strings attached. The government shows up when they want to take the sons of Galilee to fight in their wars. There's a big city not far from Nazareth. It's called Sephorus. It's of the Roman style. It's just a few miles away. Foreigners keep moving into the neighborhood bringing their big money to build big houses, and they bring their strange ways. 
the small town with the country folk, the hills people, are, are people of rebellion, people who get fed up. The militias are found in the hills of Galilee, militias who resist the government. People say nothing good can come from Nazareth. Nazareth is the bottom of the barrel, small village in this Malie known as Galilee. They are the lowest of the low. The town is a village. It can even be called a village. It's small. Maybe six or seven acres is the whole town. It's the length of three football fields. It has a population, we're not sure, somewhere between maybe 200 people and maybe in a really good year, 400 people in their heyday. It's just a handful of extended family groups, clans living together, trying to hang on to their ways. These are Jesus's people, the ones who brought him up. They don't just rear their children, they bring them up. They lift them up in the world to the best of their people who taught him to work hard. They're the people who taught him to be honest. They're the people who taught him to care for the neighbor and the weak. It was in this synagogue where he shows up this morning that he learned to read and write his Hebrew letters, cutting his teeth on the Jewish scriptures, the Torah, the writings, the prophets. He would scamper down the streets with the other boys every day to go get his lessons at the synagogue, and he went there on every Sabbath with his father and the other men every day, a week, and year of his life worshiping in the old traditions. These are a praying people, a worshiping people, a faithful people, and he has been shaped by their faith. There are people who are looking to God for help. There are people who are looking to God for good news. These are people who have been looking to God for freedom from oppression and a day when justice and reconciliation would come. This place, Nazareth, where nobody else is looking for anything good to happen, is the little village where God looks when God needs a Messiah. God looks at Nazareth, at Mary, a young girl nobody's ever heard of, at Joseph, a man living in a village that nobody respects, just another low-wage laborer. These are the people that are the maids and the roofers and the ones who pick other people's crops. God looks at these people and chooses these people and this son, this named Jesus and says this one will be the Messiah, the one who will someday be called and known as Son of God. Before Jesus, nobody knows about Nazareth. I mean, yeah, the locals know there's a town called Nazareth. Some of them have heard of it. The city people don't give it any attention. They probably don't even know it's on the map. Nobody expects anything good to come from them. Oh, they're just crude, no count, hillbilly folk, uneducated, uncouth. Yeah, you know, don't pay them any mind. 
Before Jesus, Nazareth is a nothing. After Jesus, though, pilgrims flock to this town. 2,000 years later, they're still flocking to this town. They're standing at the one well in this town where you can get water, and it's the same well where Mary went multiple times a day to draw water for her household. Now Nazareth is not a nowhere backwater town. Now Nazareth is the place where Jesus came from, the beginning of God's good news for the world. Mary sang once, God has raised up the lowly. God has filled the empty with good things. Jesus stands up in a synagogue and is handed the scroll of Isaiah. Why Isaiah? I don't know, because that does seem to be the thing that he uses for his mission in life. It is his manifesto. It is the thing that names his, his values, his goals, his purpose. He says, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And then he rolls up that scroll having identified with the prophet Isaiah's words about the suffering servant, the one who will come in peace, the one who will not break even a bruised reed, even a bent blade of grass, will walk so gently on the earth no harm will come to anyone. This one is the one who will bring in God's reign, who will give sight to the blind, who will heal the sick, who will call up the oppressed, and set them free, who will unbind the prisoners, who will make the lame walk and leap like deer. This is the one who will give the deaf hearing and the mute speech. This is the one who is going to walk all the way to Jerusalem to prove that life itself is not the thing. It's the way we live our lives and give it away for the neighbor that makes us strong and powerful and brings in the kingdom. And he says to them, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He feels his power. Because, why? God has anointed me. That's sort of like messiahed me. To be anointed is to be the Messiah. God has anointed me, think of that, me, to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Wow. And then he sits down and says, today in your hearing, the scripture has been fulfilled. And it had been because he had just preached good news to the poor. And with him, they would find release for the captives, sight for the blind, and the oppressed would truly go free. If we want to see God's work in the world, if we want to see God's miracles in life, I think we have only to look in the places where nobody else is looking and at the people that nobody else respects. And there we will find God's Messiah and power coming again and again, just as God did in Nazareth. Amen.